0: And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one haunting page of Talmud a day. One thing that's either very difficult or very pleasurable about reading the Talmud, depending on how you look at it, is realizing right away that the brilliant men and women whose intricate and inspired arguments fill its pages are living in a world that's very different from our own. It's an enchanted world. A world in which God is always present and called upon to work miracles. And if God is present, why should demons miss out on all the fun? After all, if you're already bought in to the central premise of faith... Put crudely and very simply, the existence of a supernatural force that interacts with our own world in ways that aren't always clear to human sensibilities, why would you not also believe in the possibility of other supernatural forces, lesser ones, evil ones? Why wouldn't you quiver when the eminently rational scholars we meet on every page of the Talmud debating the most intricate aspects of geometry, say, or law speak totally matter-of-factly, about encountering demons or genies or ghouls. Call me superstitious, but I believe in ghosts, which is why I found the central passage of today's dov so moving. The rabbis discuss an incident in the Bible in which Joshua meets a man at night and learns that the stranger is indeed an angel. Have a listen. Didn't Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi say, It is prohibited! For a person to greet his fellow at night, if he does not recognize him, as we are concerned that perhaps it is a demon. How did Joshua know that it was not a demon? The Gemara answers, there it was different. As the visitor said to him, but I am a captain of the host of the Lord. The Gemara asks, perhaps this was a demon and he lied. The Gemara answers, it is learned as a tradition that demons do not utter the name of heaven for naught. And therefore, since the visitor had mentioned the name of God, Joshua was certain that this was indeed an angel. This intricate internal logic, demons are completely real, but they have rules, like not uttering the name of heaven for naught, makes not only for great Talmudic discussions, but also for great horror movies, a genre, no surprise there, I love dearly. And recently, we were blessed with a very Jewish horror movie, one that feels like it would have made perfect sense to the rabbis of the Talmud. It's called The Vigil, and it is about a young man who performed the mitzvah of shmirah, or sitting with a dead body until it is properly buried, so as to keep the soul company as it departs from this world. But what if, the film asks, what if in addition to the soul, something else showed up, something wicked? A while back, I spoke to the film's director, Keith Thomas, and producer, Rafi Margulies, about what it was like to tell this story and why the idea of being surrounded by demons haunts us still. Here is our conversation. I feel like, as, as one, uh, I feel like horror film fanatics are kind of a very weird breed of humans who've, who've had like some turn go like a little bit off and then found themselves right at some point and then found themselves in, in in this world which really kind of uh makes you dig deeper and deeper and deeper because it's like so much about ideas and aesthetics and next thing you know you're watching you know dario argento you know rough cuts and you're in heaven H- how did your horror journey start
1: I remember being at my dad's house and seeing Alien. I think I saw Alien when I was like 10. And I just found it absolutely fascinating. Scary, but there was a thrill in that. And I was also a kind of very uh, voracious reader at a young age. And I don't know know how it got its hooks in me. I, I think I just have, my family's got a morbid sense of humor.
0: And so this is a perfect segue into, into Vigil. We'll ask a lot of specific questions, but we will say before we do that, it takes place in the Hasidic community in in Brooklyn involving a, a ritual of uh, watching over the body of, of a deceased person before they're buried. What 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 brought the two of you in into this topic, to this community, to this idea?
1: I had been screenwriting for a while and... I had made a short film, which was also a horror film, and I was ready to kind of take the leap and make my first feature, and when it came time to figure out what that was going to be, I knew it was going to be horror, um, but I had to kind of come up with an idea that felt both original and different, something I hadn't seen, but that was also personal, something that I was like, oh, I'm the guy who can tell this story. So when I have to say, when I read sort of like the synopsis of what this movie is about, I re- I sort of said, oh my God, I, I... I both cannot believe this is a movie, and also how genius of a of a of a plot this is. Could you sort of tell us what this movie is about? Like, just let regale our listeners with sort of like the deep Jewishness of this of this movie. I mean, so the basic setup, and it is pretty straightforward, is about a young guy who's kind of in crisis. He has left his Hasidic community to try to make a life for himself in the secular world, and he's struggling. Um, He has called back to the community to act as a shomer or a where he, it's a ritual where you watch a body uh, before it is buried. I mean, it's an ancient ritual, and this is something he has done in the past, and in the ultra-Orthodox community, there are people who are paid shomers. This is a job that they do on the side, where they'll be paid to watch a body of someone who has no family or friends to watch over their body for them. And so he gets to this house, he's going to watch this body, and he realizes that he is not alone in the house. There's something else there.
0: Uh, so w- one thing that I found supremely interesting about the decision to make the protagonist a person who has left a fold who is having a crisis of faith is the notion that I don't think we talk about enough, and I'm, I'm curious to see what, what you think about this, that if if you believe in religion, uh, if you you know buy in, by definition, you believe in in supernatural things. You know, I had a discussion once uh, in which I told someone who was Jewish about uh, there being a lot of different kinds of demons in the Talmud. And it shocked him. He said, "Oh, I thought it was a rational book." I said, "No, these people believe in, you know, in in sort of like, higher powers, why would it chalk you that if you believe in God, you could also believe in in devils? Is that something that you sort of thought about or grappled with when you were when you were writing the movie, this notion of of faith uh, being both transcendent but also opening up uh, this deep, dark realm of fear?
1: Yeah, definitely. I you know, I think for the majority of modern Jews, the su- supernatural world or superstition doesn't play a very big role in their lives. But like you, when I started to dig into it and look at kind of the supernatural in Judaism, it opened up into some interesting avenues. Obviously, we don't have the legions and legions of demons that you see in the Christianity with a devil and his emissaries in hell who are sending out demons to take people's souls. But the life cycle of a demon in Jewish mythology, demonology, is just as fascinating and interesting. There's some of it in the movie. I growing up, I grew up, you know, uh, you know, essentially Reform Jew and not having much interaction with this sort of side of things. I do have Sephardic roots. So there's some the evil eye kind of stuff on that side. But, you know, I had to do some digging. And I knew I didn't want to do a Dybbuk because Dybbuks are kind of played out. And a golem wouldn't fit, so it was like, well, where? What other Jewish sort of a golem is too expensive to produce? So (laughs) yeah, yeah, you can't do. Leviathan would have been really expensive, (laughs) so I couldn't couldn't go there. But uh, you know, digging around found the entity for this movie, the Mazik, which is one of the Shadim, the demons in the rabbinic literature. It's only described very briefly as. Uh, a warning. Essentially, do not go into abandoned houses because there could be a mazik in them. And that's it. There's no description of what it is. And mazik means destroyer. And that was just really evocative. Don't go into an abandoned house because there could be a destroyer in it. That's kind of cool. So it was like, like, let's dig into that and let's see what that's about. But you know, I think the supernatural is a key component of horror. You To be religious, uh, you need to have some sort of faith in something beyond this life and beyond ourselves. Uh, and so those two things kind of collide here in an interesting way.
0: So before we let you go, we have, we have one kind of recurring question uh, that that we debate on the show, mainly because I'm a big, big fan of, of the genre. Is horror a Jewish genre or something that we just are on the periphery of? Is there something profoundly inherently Jewish about it? Or are we just newcomers? I think that we are a horror people. We're totally a horror people. I mean, this movie deals with modern-day anti-Semitism. It deals with the Holocaust, the trauma of the Holocaust. It deals with pogroms. It deals with so much. Like, ultimately, so many horror movies are about trauma. Um, So many of the best horror movies really are about trauma and about faith and, like, I can't think of a people that have gone through as much drama as Jews. So I, I would say, yes, I would think that horror movies are a, it's extremely Jewish. And I mean, people even talk about The Shining as, a, as being about the Holocaust. People talk about Ari Aster's hereditary as a being really a, 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 a parable about, about the Holocaust. And I, yeah, I would think, I think we're, Christianity definitely overtook the genre to a, to a real degree. But I, I think that it's, it's hopefully our movie is the beginning of, of more Jewish horror movies, because I think there's a lot to learn from.
1: Yeah, I would I would add that I think horror as a genre is about wrestling with uh, our understanding of the world and uh, good and evil and the supernatural and the afterlife and Judaism at its core is about wrestling with faith and understanding the world and so those two things feel very in sync. I, I think there's a reason that a lot of the a lot of horror films tend to be directed and or written and directed by Jewish filmmakers. I
0: will never look at the woods in the Bronx the same way. Keith Thomas, Rafi Margolis, thank you so much for being our guest.
1: Thanks so much for having us. Thank you guys
0: so much for having us. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Skarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller.